You're listening to an episode from the Slow Club Archives Collection. Hey guys, this is Carson and this is Slow Club Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. On this episode, we're going to talk about uh, three reasons why technology could be the enemy of your spiritual growth and we're going to dive into exactly why uh, your smartphone or social media or media in general uh, just by its design could actually uh, lend itself for you uh, being pulled away from the Lord and so we're going to dive into that on this episode. Okay, guys, so really quick, I just wanted to dive into a scripture that sets the tone for this entire conversation, um, and I'll explain why here in just a second. So 1 Corinthians 6, 12 says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. This is Paul talking. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved to anything. So the reason why I wanted to look at this verse is I've, I hear a lot of talk about social media and technology and smartphones and all this stuff. And there's really sort of two sign, sides of this. There's often the side that just hates technology, hates cell phones and social media and all that kind of stuff, um, even though typically they're still on it, which I think is funny. Uh, or you have the other side that that are pretty much like, well, it's not really that bad. Um, you know, it's a helpful tool and, you know, they're, they're kind of on it. And I'm speaking in terms of the Christian world. I know that maybe um, you listening to this might be like, well, some people just love it and they're like constantly on it or something. Well, but I'm kind of talking about the Christian voices I've heard. And I remember seeing a while back, there was someone that mentioned something like, you know, would Jesus have had a smartphone or would he have had a, a phone if he lived in this day and time? And I remember the article basically, or it may have been a video, it said something like he would, but he would not have been enslaved to it, or he would not uh, have been controlled by it. And I got the sense that from that article, basically the person was saying that like, you know, smartphones are neither good nor bad. And Christ himself, if he was here, he would have had one and, but he wouldn't be controlled by it. So let me just stop right there. Uh, I do believe that our Lord Jesus, um, he's not in, he was never enslaved to anything and never will he be because um, he is the Holy One. That Jesus uh, walked perfectly in the will with the Father and the Spirit and that he was in that relationship. But one point I want to make is that though we, we could hypothetically say our Lord uh, would not have been enslaved or controlled by a phone. The problem is, is that so many people are. It doesn't matter. You don't try to self-justify having, you know, the nicest phone or having the biggest TV with the most Netflix. You don't justify that by saying, well, Jesus would have had it and he wouldn't have been controlled by it. Meanwhile, you are enslaved to it. That's a problem. Okay. And for me personally, I've wrestled with this tremendously. I'm sure you listening to this, you've you've thought about, man, technology, uh, specifically in the world of media technology and the internet, just there's something about it that's just seems off, you know? I mean, especially if you've ever gone on a retreat or you go out in the woods, that there's often this sort of like imbalance of like, I've got this cell phone here, but then there's this beautiful nature and I'm out here in the woods. And that's why a lot of times 
if you go on a retreat, you know, you put your phone away. And so we're going to talk about like, why, why is that? You know, why, why is technology potentially a, by its design, actually, and, and technology guys, I don't just mean like your refrigerator or a toaster or, you know, I understand technology is a very large term. I'm specifically speaking more in terms of like media technologies, uh, the internet, uh, Netflix, television, things like that, which is um, typically what we're talking about when uh, we're understanding uh, how this stuff might interfere with our spiritual growth. Um, and I just think that it's a healthy conversation for, for Christians to have is we need to understand that if anything comes between us and the Lord, it's got to go. Okay. Like there's no conversation. You may have given up your cell phone for Lent or Facebook or Instagram, but if that's crept back in your life and it's pulling you away from God, then why do you still do it? It's like, just get rid of it. Okay. Um, and so let's talk about number one. And this one plays into what I just said about going on a retreat or going out in the woods. Part of the issue with technology by its design, now I'm not saying a smartphone in and of itself is evil, um, though it can give you access to certain evil things, but I do believe that by its design, kind of like what Paul says, not all things are helpful. So even just the way it's made could actually promote uh, really a trickery going on in the brain and basically... Um, in the mind, and then and then Satan's able to get in there and grab hold of you. So that's that's my argument, guys. Is that I don't think technology in and of itself is evil. It can be a tool, but I think by its design, it sets things up for people unknowingly entering into a place where Satan can really get a hold of you. And so here's number one: technology is predictable and controlled. So this is big. I mean, even me doing this podcast right now, guys, like. You know, I clicked a button to start this. The The screen is set. I essentially, I am the master of this technology right now, which can be good, right? Because that means, okay, I'm in control of this. But in one part of it, it technology is so predictable that it's, it's often the very opposite of the nature of God. It's very opposite his creation. I mean, even if you went out in your backyard right now and you sat and watched the birds and things like that, you would observe certain behaviors you may see them do over and over, but the, the same amount of control that humans can exert over technology, um, and it's, it's, it's a, we're going to talk about this later, guys, but it's a controlled reality. It's a controlled virtual reality. Um, and me, personally, as a longtime video game player, uh, I more and more, I've, I've seen how playing video games and being in a virtual world seems to come in conflict with the the world that God has created many times. And that I'll occasionally play some video games with my brothers or with a friend or something like that. But I've noticed more and more that the deeper I walk in my interior life with Jesus, that this, this whole um, watching TV 24-7 and playing video games that it's very much against that. And I think part of the reason, guys, and we'll get to a couple more reasons, is that it's predictable. It's controlled. So when you watch Netflix, there's a show that maybe there's some surprises in the show, but it's all in this predictable little world that you dictate. Whereas you go out camping in the woods and you, you go out hiking or go on a walk even, things are not that controllable. 
And that's, I think, a good thing for humanity. We're as iron sharpens iron in a sense that like God's creation, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. People are uncomfortable. So when we, we're outside and a bug lands on us or, you know, some bird poop hits us or I don't know, whatever it is, rain touches us, that all those things, that unpredictability is meant to, I think, move us to a place in surrender of our self-sufficiency. We surrender that to God, our creator, that when you live in an entire world that is predictable and controlled, then to you, you are the master of your world. And that's very dangerous. And guys, Satan will use that tremendously, tremendously to pull you away from the heart of God. It's just true. And I think how this plays into social media, guys, is that even in social media, and I I see a lot of Christians arguing about this back and forth, but social media by design, that you are not physically there. Whatever I put on my profile, whatever pictures I put, I am consciously choosing photographs that make me appear a certain way. So by default, a social media account, no, I've even tried this, guys. I mean, some of you may have followed me on social media or something before. I deleted everything or at least got off of it for a while so I could spend some time in prayer. And then I came back to it and I was like, I'm going to try to be as authentic as I can in my sharing stuff on social media. But it's not possible because you're not really there. You can't be authentic in a, it's, it's another reality that no matter what I put on there, if it even is an expression of something I like, it's still, I'm not bodily there. And not to say when you call someone on the phone, they're not like actually on the phone or something like that, but the fullness of someone's reality is not present. And so it's so easy to set up a false self And humans, we are already prone to doing this, even when we're with people. So how much more are we going to be prone to doing this online, where we can hide behind a screen? You know, people talk about uh, people that bully people online and how they hide behind the screen. Well, we all do. We all hide behind the screen. Every one of us. Half the things that I see people posting and commenting on, I have never heard these same people talk about this in person. And that's partially because, well, social media seems to be where you tell everybody everything. But then when you're in person, it's kind of awkward, honestly. And that's a problem. And I'm a millennial. I grew up in this generation of technology exploded. And I'm here to, like, I'm trying to wave my hands to everyone. Like, it's not as good as you think, man. It's not that good. It's actually, I think, detrimental to how we understand things. So back to the predictability thing, guys. Like, that's something I've really wrestled with. Like I've, I've actually used to get really homesick and, and even tons of anxiety when I would go out in the woods. And I think part of it is because it was this uncontrollable, unpredictable world. So when that happens, real fear comes up. And that's when you have to trust God. And there are, there are rational fears, of course, like being out in the woods or something, or just walking out in regular life, you know? Um, interacting in in the world God has created and manifested, but that we look at that and we we see how that can often being out in the woods or something that unpredictability that if we surrender to the creation that God has and we trust His His plan for us, how great it is. But I've I've noticed in me that as a young man growing up, I would hate going out in the woods because it was it was so it wasn't clean. 
It wasn't predictable. I would get, I would fall and like cut my leg or something like that, but that's all good. Those are all good things because it reminds us that we're human and that we have a creator, you know, that we don't just make our own worlds. Okay. And so that's part of it. And, And really what I've discovered more and more in my spiritual walk is that the more that things are a little unpredictable, a little out of your hands, a lot out of your control, that that's a good thing. That's a blessing because that lends your, your life to trusting in God and Him dwelling in your soul. And that your peace doesn't come from your ability to control the world around you. Your peace comes from the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And you're not worried about trying to fix everything, control everything, okay? And so that's number one. Number two, and this is connected, you guys have probably heard some of this language in here, is that technology promotes an external focus. It just does. That So to be, I mean, right now I'm looking at a computer screen. So to be engaged in this screen, in a sense, requires me to disengage with self because there, it demands so much stimulation and attention to look at a screen that... I'm engaged in that. I'm, I'm fully engaged. So you're externally focused. So I think this also connects to the news. Okay. That, so if, if we, I think we would all agree if we watch the news 24 seven, we're going to be morbidly depressed because one, they get paid to make you afraid of everything and try to convince you to come back. That's why it's called entertainment news. It's not just straight the facts um, that that's, that's what they get paid to do to capture your attention. Uh, Social media also does that, by the way, because every social media company, every internet company out there is made to make money. So the point of their business is they want to keep you on there. They're not, they don't just love you and they think you're great and they just want to provide a good product. They want to make money. Okay. And, And so as we look at a screen, it's, it's externally focused. So your focus turns from what's in your immediate surroundings, and then you are entering into this zone that is in no way connected to the the actual proximity life you're living. Think about that. That's, that's, That's crazy. That we would be engaged fully in a external understanding and that we would not engage internally. That and what I mean by that isn't a, it's not a self-focus that I'm speaking of. That a technology doesn't promote like loving others, <laughs> okay? I mean, you could see an article or something maybe. But that what I'm talking about is the interior journey of allowing God to be in your heart. That by very the nature of being sucked into a screen is that you're no longer... Um, letting, you're not really remaining in that place. Like, and I think we would all agree that there's times where we might get on the computer, do something and, you know, we're connected to that. But if we're all brutally honest, there is a tension there. There's a conflict that's happening. I mean, I'm, I'm rubbing my knuckles together. There is a, there's a conflict that's occurring because I think our souls are wanting to remain in our present world, our physical world. You know, I'm touching this wooden desk. I'm, I'm, you know, there's a wall here that there's something physical that God has created us humans that our souls and our bodies are combined. And that if we are disconnected from the very physicality of our lives, I think it lends itself to some sort of spiritual destruction. 
And, and that's exactly what I think technology often does. Okay. Um, and, you know, like I said, technology is not evil, but by its design, it's predictable and controlled. It promotes external focus. And then the last one, that technology or media presents a virtual reality. So everything that you see on a screen is man-made. Everything. Not that man-made's bad, but it's certainly not the creation God created. It's something we created. And so you look at a screen and you can say, well, what if I'm looking at a picture at a tree? Well, that picture of a tree is also being translated by um, code that is coming through your screen and is presenting you an image of a tree. It's not really a tree. It's an image of a tree that is being presented in a pixelated form being formed by the technology that you have. So it's still a virtual reality. And that, that might be why guys like to me, probably one of the most disturbing things that I've experienced is some of the, and this is part of my background in understanding video games is that some of the virtual reality that video games offer that there, there has, there have been people that have like literally like they can't separate real reality versus virtual reality that they have had mental disorders being connected in that. Or what I think is even worse guys is false reality. That one of the things God in Jesus Christ wants to liberate us from is false reality and false truth. And so one of the most dangerous things we can do is build a world where we are someone else or more dangerous, we are someone so we build an entire reality or a video game does, or maybe not even that. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's I'm a blogger and I can blog about stuff. Or I'm a guy who watches all these YouTube videos and that I want to collect this or that. That The danger of that is it's all pulling us from the reality that God has. It just does. And if you get really honest, I think you'll really understand what I'm talking about. Um, that that virtual reality by nature, it's not God's. It's all man-made, every single bit of it. And as humans, we need to connect with God's creation because we are his creation. He is our creator. <laughs> that, you know, I mean, I think that's why when people live in areas, I mean, they've had so many studies on this, that trees and, and being in, in nature will help fight depression that it'll that even the color green is meant to stimulate the mind and help fight depression. And so if you're stuck in a cubicle all day or you're at home staring at a screen all day, what access are you getting to creation? You're not because it's virtual reality. It's a reality created by humans. And that is, that is directly opposed to your spiritual growth because the more I walk guys, in Christ, God is very unpredictable. I can't control God. He's outside of everything I could do, but I love it. God tells me instead of worrying about everybody else and thinking about everything else and trying to be someone else, that God turns me inward, not to focus on self, but to let him indwell in me so that I would love others. And then technology is not even close to the reality of God. 
that I, I could be on technology and I, I actually have to for my job a lot, that when I actually finally finish work and then I walk out my backyard and I breathe it in, nothing can compare to what God has created. Nothing. That God created the heavens and the earth and he created man. He said these things were good and very good. But does that mean that the things that man then creates are good? No, it doesn't. And so I think one of the things we need to ask, guys, is, and this is kind of a goofy example I thought of, is you know what? If, if we all had a toaster in our house, in our kitchen, that demanded that much attention, and it demanded like we enter into a like another reality to use our toaster, I think we would be a little worried. Okay, like we would be like, oh, this is not, I'm not so sure about this. We need to ask those same questions with technology. And ultimately, just whoever you are listening to this, please understand that wherever you are in your spiritual walk, we all, if you have invited Christ in your, in your heart and you really want him to dwell in your soul, because that's what the Holy Spirit is. It's, it's Christ in us, Christ in me. The great mystery of God is that we can ask him, and we can say, Lord, am I, am I being a good steward of these resources you've given me? And Lord, why is it that when I spend more time on social media that I really feel detached from you? Or why is it, Lord, that I'm sucked into every political argument and that I really sense that I'm going to will the world to change rather than being present in my own circumstance? And seeking those around me that I think when you do that, when you ask the Holy Spirit, when you ask Christ in you to reveal what is in the way, he will, he will show you. I remember it, for you guys who have driven to Wilmore, Kentucky, if you're coming from Lexington, Kentucky, if you drive to Wilmore, there's a church on the right hand side there. I knew a couple of people who went there um, that they, they had for the longest time a sign that said, are you reading Facebook or the good book? And I just like, I have teased Dora with that so many times. I'll see her on Facebook and I'll come up and I'll just kind of smirk and I'll be like, are you reading Facebook or the good book? And I just love that though, even though it's like the corny pastor thing, right? And it's super funny, but it is kind of an interesting question of like, why do you spend so much time in a virtual reality that is your controlled little world that you can have your own like little profile and that you get to like interact with people in the virtual space so that you can like, why? Like, it just doesn't make any sense, man. Like, are we really that far apart in our society? No, we're not. Most of us live probably like 15 to 20 minutes from each other. And, and yeah, technology has been helpful during the virus, maybe I sort of uh, to be able to connect but it's not at the same time. Like I've I've caught myself so many times in these Zoom calls, just kind of drifting off and being uninterested because I kind of forget. Oh wait, there's actually people here because it doesn't feel like it. So, you guys, I wanted to do this episode because I really do think that there's probably more reasons, honestly. But in my experience growing up, like I said, as a millennial, that I remember. Um, that like, honestly, some of the biggest struggle for me was like trying to reconcile, like, it seems like there's this, I mean, it's like FOMO fear of missing out. Like social media has created that 
the internet has created fear of missing out because there's this whole stream of things that are happening in the web. And if you disconnect from it for a few days, then you're like, oh, what did I miss? Here's a newsflash, nothing. You missed nothing. Seriously, every time I've taken time to actually just dwell with God, pray, pray for those I know, pray those for people who I know are hurting, that I've spoken to, and that like I can love those around me, you're not going to miss a thing. And honestly, guys, think about this. So not that long ago, television was invented. And I remember, you know, I mean, people talk about advertising. I'm an advertising nerd. I, I think it's funny. I If you ever watch TV with me and you actually want me to do it, I love to just destroy advertisements and just be like, this is what they're really trying to say. And they're trying to buy, get you to buy this. And, you know, because it's important, you need to think about that. Think about it. The internet is like a gigantic advertising pool that as soon as you jump on there, they're just bombarding you with advertisements. And I think it's so funny because we've been so saturated with advertisements that these advertisements actually try to tell us how to live, how to, how, how to, how to politically think about things, how to think about faith. So you'll see a commercial that's like about family. Or I remember the Google Pixel commercial from the Super Bowl that was basically like, I think it was an elderly person that was speaking to this thing and it was like telling them what to do. And I remember just sitting there like next to everyone. I was like, this is disturbing because basically Google's offering a product where there's not anything necessarily wrong with that. It's just, they're offering a product and then they're making such grandiose connections with our heart and trying to pull on our heartstrings and people just ignore it. They think that that was like a thing that happened in advertising in the fifties. Be like, well, in the fifties they used tactics to, you know, sex appeal and stuff. But now it's all nice because I like Google. I like, you know, YouTube or Facebook or whatever. They have a nice CEO or whatever. No, they don't care about you. They don't like at all. <laughs> and that's, I mean, if you read these studies, you guys, I mean, seriously, because I'm also economics nerd sometimes is that a lot of these companies have taken on charitable giving simply because they wanted to change their image and because they found that giving more to charities actually helps them get more sales. So that's why you see Starbucks give away a million dollars just like, and they'll do a big campaign on it and all this kind of stuff. And if you actually calculate how much money that is for their regular earnings, it's like 0.000000000, like 1%. And it's just so, it just blows my mind how people just don't think about this when it comes to technology. And this is a conversation we have to have that really we should treat technology like it's alcohol or like it's a drug. I mean, seriously, that if there's anything that has, I mean, technology has taken such a staple in the lives of so many Christians that people are almost afraid to question it, but you should. You should question it for sure. Because what I found is when I put technology in its place, and when I start calling people more rather than texting, when I'm off social media and I'm more present with people with Dora, when I'm more present with people at the church and when I actually visit my family or, you know, I keep my head up when I'm walking out in public to actually talk to people, it is an entirely different world. So if you want to talk about, you're, you're really asking yourself, would you rather be in the virtual world or the real world? And that is a true statement.
because the virtual world is not real. It is in the virtual sense. It is a real virtual world, but it is not the present real world where oxygen is moving, the trees are in the air. It is a screened numbers world that they've created. And it's not evil. It just needs to be put in its place. And we have given it, we have given technology way too much of a foothold. Um, and so I think we all want to heed the call that Paul talks about. I'll go back to that verse is that all things are lawful for me. So, you know, all things are permissible, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved to anything. That if you, if you even have to question it, like the foothold that technology has in your life, that maybe just take a break and don't worry if you have FOMO, your fear of missing out, just, just let it go. God will show you way, way more spiritual treasure by letting go of this sort of stream of reality than you could ever imagine. And I've experienced it time and time again. And guys, the sad thing is, after I've experienced these great spiritual treasures, then I get sucked back into technology again. And then it's like I lose connection with God, to be completely honest. And then I have to give it up again. And then here comes another cycle, right? And then I'm back with God and I'm back in the spiritual treasure. It's like, why go back? Why go back? There's no point. Um, And so that's just a challenge, guys. I hope this episode was helpful on the three reasons technology could be uh, harming your spiritual growth. And um, this is Slow Club Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, I love to hear back from you guys uh, because I'm trying to think more in terms of the direction of the podcast. I really enjoy doing different questions and sort of hot topics that are about spiritual life because really my heart is that you would connect with Christ and that the Holy Spirit dwelling in you would transform your life um, because it's happened to me. And I believe it can happen to you too. So blessings. We'll see you guys soon.